0: Hi guys, it's David. Uh, Here's my, probably my final, uh, certainly my final update from Comic-Con 2013. It's day three. There's another day tomorrow, but I won't be seeing any movie stuff, so there won't be any need for an update. But today was a big one. Um, To give you an idea of what Comic-Con can be like, uh, programming in Hall H, the, the main hall where movie stuff tends to be started at 10.45, I got in line at 5.35 a.m. and just barely made it in uh, for the beginning of the the first panel, but I have to admit it was worth it, because it was a, especially the day as a whole was great, and especially the first panel, which was Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures, they, let's start with Godzilla, which was, which, which is a film directed by Gareth Edwards who had made a previous independently produced monster feature called Monsters that was really great, you should definitely check it out Um, but I've often wondered since Gareth Edwards got the job directing Godzilla, if gave him the job had actually seen Monsters because it's you know, as much as it is a monster movie, it's it's not a Godzilla type movie. It's very much a low-key human drama. So I'm um, I'm hoping that we'll see that in his Godzilla. But what I can say is the the footage that was sh- shown. It, it seems to me. Uh, let me let me step back for a second here, because it seems to me that in in the past in Hall H, they when 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 a movie has been, has been presented they've shown footage, just sort of roughly cut-together scene, and now it seems like they tend to, as they more understand what Comic-Con is, they tend to cut together a a sort of specific extended trailer for Comic-Con, and maybe that version of the extended trailer will then later appear online, but uh, I guess my point is is just that uh, things don't appear as they used to, which is in the form of loose footage or scenes, uh, they're more uh, professional-seeming, they're more footage, uh, they're, they're, they're more trailers, I guess what I'm saying. Uh, but they're long, and they have, I don't know, F-words in them and stuff. This one didn't have any F-words. Uh, this, was, this was Godzilla, and uh, I thought it was rather promising, unlike Pacific Rim, which I didn't care for um the the one battle they showed between two large monsters two kaijus i guess is what they're what they're called certainly what they're called in the pacific rim uh, showed more more innovation both in the fight and just in the way it's presented than we saw in pacific rim it, it was uh it, it was really interesting stuff there's not much more to it than that. I guess no more than when closer to the release date, but it definitely gives me more hope than I had for the, or or than I had for the movie after I had seen Pacific Rim. Um, also there was a movie called Seventh Son. They showed uh, an extended trailer for which I don't know, I'm making me like like face right now because I I don't want to be mean because I love Jeff Bridges and Jeff Bridges is the star, but this movie looks really ridiculous. Um, it's based on some sort of mythology that I didn't bother to understand, in which Jeff Bridges takes on an apprentice to fight large CGI monsters, and it was kind of boring. Uh, also on the panel was um, The three hundred sequel, which also was boring because I don't give a crap about the three hundred movie. I didn't like the first one, and I don't care about this one. It looks kinda like more of the same. It takes place it's a it's neither a prequel nor a sequel. It sort of takes place around the same time as three hundred, but it's told more from the Persians point of view, which is which would be of interest if Three Hundred were a movie that I liked. Um, but let me talk about the awesome thing that Warner Brothers presented. Uh, Sandra Bullock was in attendance for her first Comic Con uh, for the presentation of Alfonso Cuarón's Gravity, which is a movie that I've been looking forward to. as uh, astute listeners might remember that it was one of my fo- one of my most anticipated films of the year, and uh, it looks like it's not going to disappoint. Um, other than uh, you know, I'll be honest, the the effects look rather CGI-y, but uh, I don't think that's really the point here. Um, the The point is that it's two people stranded in space. Uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. The, the The footage that I saw definitely suggests that Sandra Bullock is more the lead than George Clooney, and uh, I. I the, the footage is very difficult to describe, it, very, it would be very difficult to get across to you just how tense it was, but uh, if you can imagine being in a spacesuit and stranded in space apart from your spacecraft, uh, you might know how terrifying that would be, and this this movie, or at least this footage, very much speaks to that. Uh, 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 the the I can't say that I'm any more excited for the movie than I was before the footage but I don't know that I could have been so uh, I'm definitely excited for Gravity let me move on to the Lego movie which based on the name sounds, sounds like something that I would hate and not want to be involved in one, one iota but uh and it's directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller who made the absolutely brilliant Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the funny but flawed 21 Jump Street uh, means that my interest was already up and it seems like it's going to stick to that, that sort of weirdness, that sort of absurdism. Uh, I talked last night about the Cloudy with Meatballs 2 footage, so I'll say this is more of the same, and then, and then more so. Uh, and what's really interesting about it is that, um, it's, it's a combination of CGI and stop, mo- stop motion, but uh, almost none of it, except for the spa- facial expressions of the Lego characters, almost none of it is, thing are things that couldn't be done, theoretically, in, you know, by, by a person. Uh, it really does... Every single thing on the screen is represented by a Lego block. Uh, it's, it's really fascinating to look at. It's got a great voice cast. Uh, and it seems weird, like like 21 Jump Street was. Uh, let's move on. The next thing after Warner, Warner... Oh, wait, you know, I'm missing the big thing that wasn't on the list that was announced at Warner Brothers. Uh, which is that um, there will be a new Superman movie. Um, which is not a surprise. But what might be a surprise is that this will apparently be, based on the logo they showed, a Superman-Batman movie. So, uh, I mean, there's no... Ind- the, the logo is different than we've seen the logo that's been used for the Christopher Nolan film. So my assumption is that... This is not the Christian Bale version of Batman, but this is still christian produced, I guess, and Zack Snyder directed. So they're they are tying worlds together, taking taking their cues from Marvel. All right, all right let's move on. Uh, after Warner Brothers was Lionsgate, which. Uh, started with a thing called i frankenstein which the less said about it the better it, it's essentially I and mean, they they made the comparison before i could the represent, representatives from lionsgate uh... comparing it to underworld which is not a recommendation in my book and that's essentially what it is well, f- and also the people on the panel kept using the word frankenstein refer to Frankenstein's monster and not Frankenstein the doctor, which is annoying, because that's not right. So basically, Aaron Eckhart plays a, a Frankenstein, if you'll accept that terminology, who gets involved in a war between demons and gargoyles, I know, who, uh, there's been ongoing under the nose of humanity for quite some time, and who cares? It looks, it looks awful. Um, but the next thing was the Hunger Games: Catching Fire panel, which had a, a, a large-ish portion of portion of the cast, but it didn't include luminaries like Don Sutherland, Stanley Tucci, or say Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's, who's been added to the cast for the sequel. Um, but it's directed by Francis Lawrence, whom I have liked in the past, although I don't think he's yet made the great movie that I want to think he's capable of. Uh, he made Constantine, which I enjoyed in a, from a visual standpoint. I, not being a fan of the Hellblazer comics that they're based on, I didn't have that to compare it to. I'm sure that, I'm sure that if I were a fan of Hellblazer, I would have kinds of reservations, but I enjoyed Constantine, and I definitely enjoyed the first hour of I Am Legend, which Francis Lawrence directed, Uh, and that movie was great for an hour, and then it fell apart, so he's directing, he's he's taking over the franchise, and we'll be seeing it through to the end, uh, taking over from Gary Ross for The Hunger Games. Uh, and you know, so that that gets me a little interested. But what footage we saw and what discussions we saw seems like he didn't stray that far from the ideas of of the Hunger Games, which is fine with me because I like the Hunger Games, the first one. But I um, uh, I just felt like that was Gary Ross's movie, maybe even more so than the author Suzanne Collins and uh, I'm I'm not sure that that's going to to be there. I don't think it's going to be awful but um, I'm feeling very cautious about it. Um, After Lionsgate, they made a really odd but really respectable decision to to put a panel in the middle of Saturday on Hall H, which is a huge day. A panel Uh, presented by Entertainment Weekly called Women Who Kick Ass. And this is something they've done for... Well, they've done it four years, but not in a row. It's the fifth year. They took one year off. But basically, it's a panel discussion of women who... Women... Female actors who uh, tend to star in... Action or other genre type roles. So this one was Maggie, Maggie Q from uh, Nikita. It was um, I, I I've always I can get to mispronounce it. Denai Guerrera from Walking the Walking Dead. It was Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. Uh, Katie Sackhoff who, who was most rec- recognizable as Starbuck from Star Galactica, but who will also be in the upcoming Riddick prequel. Oh my god, right? Uh, and then finally it was Michelle Rodriguez of whom I have long been been a fan but who skyrocketed, in my opinion, in, in this panel. She answered so many of the questions and engaged them in such an Interesting and no bullshit kind of way about uh, women in action movies and uh, uh, the responsibility of studios, uh, specifically major American studios, to present women well because, uh, as she argues, um, American box office only counts about 25% of a movie's market share as it were uh, the rest comes from overseas and but and yet most of the movies come from here in America so she made the point that we have a responsibility because we're uh, teaching people all over the world uh, or, or at least entertaining them uh, we have a responsibility to show women in a respectful and equal light uh, because our stuff is going all over the world. It was really fantastic. There were also a number of stories about sexism that's been encountered by these women. Those were those were rather horrifying. These people who treated female, oh, uh, t- who treated actresses um, like like props uh, or like sex objects or just all, all sorts of horrifying things. And, of course, Michelle Rodriguez threatened to beat these figures up and I hope she would, because I think she could, and I think she's wonderful. Uh, Tatiana Maslani was also, as was Katie Sackhoff, but Tatiana Maslani was also a great presence on the panel. Uh, she she made the case that, as much as the panel was talking about, the female point of view and, and, and female representation in Hollywood, she made the point that, that, that the, the queer lifestyle is, you know, which if you're unfamiliar with, of course, be lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and so forth, uh, that lifestyle, that, that point of view, is even more criminally underrepresented by Hollywood. Uh this—this is just some of the, the great tidbits that came up in this awesome, awesome discussion panel. There was, you know, there was no footage or no exclusives. It was just a moderator and and five great women uh, talking about women's role in entertainment in, in the year 2013, uh, and it was just so interesting. Uh, it was one of the great. It was. Almost certainly one of the best panels I've seen at San Diego Comic Con this year. Uh, moving right along, uh, and this one will go quickly because I don't have that much to say about it. But uh, Fox showed um, they they had a, a panel, uh, a brief panel, and showed some footage from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes the sequel to Rise of the Planet of the, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, they also Brought Hugh Jackman out, and he talked about Wolverine. And they showed some footage, an uh, extended trailer for the Wolverine, which will be out in the next few days. And then there was an, a, a really long panel. They, they kind of rushed through the other stuff, and the, and the major panel was the fact that they brought, you know, from I think they said Montreal, somewhere in Canada, where they're where they're shooting uh, the Avengers Part Two. They brought a huge portion of the cast. Uh, And, uh, you know, that was, uh, it was fun for a lot of people there. Again, I, you know, this, this franchise doesn't really connect with me, but part of the joy of Comic-Con is rejoicing in other geeks rejoicing over the thing that they're geeky about. So, seeing people stand up and cheer and let out these, you know, great bellowing screams, was very touching. Uh, I I rather liked it. And then, the, you know, uh, I think there there has become this sort of competition of who's the best in Hall H. And I think I think both Sony and F- Fox kind of shot themselves in the foot by not only the people asking the questions, but even the people on the panel responding, comparing. What they're doing uh, to to the Avengers, which is you know one of the highest gross movies of all time, which is, which was an enormous success, but it you know it, it just felt all, the the amount of times the Avengers came out both uh, both yesterday in the Sony panel with Spider Man and. And today, the, the amount of times that Sony came up in relation to things, or, or, or that, I'm sorry, that, that the Avengers came up in relation to things that had nothing to do with the Avengers just really gave the impression that the Avengers has set the stage and sets the tone for what everyone else is doing. Uh, and they lived up, to, lived up to that in their panel. They they showed some footage from Thor: The Dark World, uh, which is a sequel to the movie Thor, as you might have guessed. Um, and I, I I was a fan of certain parts of Thor. Most of this t- that took place in a place other than Earth, um, and this Thor footage. Really, it seemed like a lot of the movie, maybe mo- you know, most of the movie seems to take place in a place other than Earth, uh, and uh, uh, it was more action-packed and more exciting than than the footage we had leading up to the original Thor. So I'm definitely excited. Um, let, me, let me let me power through here. Next up was Captain America, which. Uh, you know, I didn't see the first one, so I don't know that I'm that excited for the second one. It seems like it's competently, uh, cut together and filmed. The the, the scene they showed was Captain America fighting, like, ten different guys in an elevator. And it was pretty cool. And then they went on and showed more open, extended, uh, trailer that had, uh, rather a lot of destruction and also disagreement between Captain America and Nick Fury, um... So that's, uh, but let's, let's wrap up with the things that they wrapped up with, which is a surprise, you know, bringing out the entire, or not the entire, but a large part of the cast of the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, you know, a big deal for them, because they had to fly them all out from London today, and they're flying them all back tonight, which, uh, of course, makes me concerned about Comic-Con's, uh, effect on the environment. <laughs> but uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely uh, I, I I didn't know I, I don't read the comics, so I didn't know anything about it. I knew that it had like a walking tree type thing and also a raccoon and um, I mean that's insane obviously uh, even within the Marvel universe that had been established. But it takes place in outer space and it seems like the, that that It seems like their their strategy for dealing with the silliness of it is to sort of um, steer into the skid, as it were, and make it funny. And the footage was definitely very funny, uh, and I liked that uh, a lot. Uh, Chris Pratt. Is is the lead Star Lord, um, and hiring a funny person like Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt gives an idea of the tone they're going for. And then, I guess the big thing at the end, though I, I you know, I'm not someone who is that interested in this sort of thing, uh, sort of super advanced tease, But summer of 2015, when the Avengers Two comes out, it will not be called the Avengers Two. It's called the Avengers. Age of Ultron, and that's essentially, I mean, there was a sort of animated teaser, I don't really know or care about that sort of thing, but, uh, that's that's the main thing I took away from it, is that, um, that the Avengers 2 will be out in the summer of 2013. So, um, that's probably it for Comic Con for me this year. Uh, as far as movie stuff, I might try to get into breaking, the Breaking Bad panel tomorrow, but that's not movie-ish, so I won't. I won't be updating about it, and uh, that's that's about it. So um, thank you for listening, um, and we, uh, as you know, Tyler and I will do a full episode recap in the next few days or so. So thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>